0: Hi Rute, can you hear me properly? Yeah. Can okay. You? Yeah, I can hear you clearly too. Yay, the internet's working. <laughs> Good to see you. How are you? I'm alright, I'm alright. How about you?
1: I'm um, pretty nervous actually, I must admit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be fine. I, I love your accent already, seriously. <laughs> I have a thing for like European accents, I don't know why, but it's just my thing, you know. Like, I I like to hear people speaking European accent, (laughs) speaking English in their European accent. Sorry?
1: (laughs) What a strange thing, because our accents are so weird actually, but that's okay, it's your thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's my thing. (laughs) Right. So, just now you had your physio, is it you said, or training?
1: Uh, yeah i just had a short meeting with my doctor but that's okay
0: (laughs) oh okay (laughs) so you still have training for later or Uh,
1: this weekend we are having a weekend off Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a bit of rest for us because we have had a tough week uh previous week so yeah uh, i got back home to my hometown to visit my parents so it's just a chill weekend
0: (laughs) ah so your training place and your uh, hometown. Is it very far apart?
1: It's like one hundred kilometers uh apart. <laughs> uh, I'm living in Latvia, uh in the capital of Lithuania uh, in Vilnius, and my hometown is the second biggest uh town in in Lithuania, Kornas. So that's not far away.
0: Oh, okay. Can you tell me a bit more about Lithuania, cause I I'm not very familiar with it, and I I just watched a video about it. It looks so interesting. So, like um folk and uh i like forest a lot of forest right
1: <laughs> yeah um well even though it's a small country um uh, we have a lot of to, uh, a lot to offer um most of the world knows us as a basketball country yeah. actually <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> i think uh, with the time it will change and maybe other sports will uh conquer it, it. but yeah, we have a great nature, a very like lots of places to visit. And yeah, you should come to visit us and I would show so many interesting places to you.
0: Wow, I'm really looking forward for that day. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I I'm fascinated with Europe and just the whole European culture, so it'll be interesting.
1: <laughs> we are one of the small ones, but we as I've mentioned, we have a lot to offer mm-hmm. so yeah. Worth
0: visiting for sure. Yeah. Alright, so um, since we're all here and we're ready, let me start my official introduction then. <laughs> Let's go. Alright, so hi everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. And welcome to the 15th episode of the Volley Talk podcast. So today I have with me a very special guest from Lithuania, Urte. Hi Urte. <laughs> hi everyone. Welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, we've been, uh, we just, you know, talked over Instagram and we wanted to make it happen and here we are. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's a,
1: such a great pleasure actually. Even though I'm so stressful right now, but it's a pleasure
0: anyway. Yeah, and you kept saying that your English is not good. Like, what, what the hell? <laughs> That's not even true.
1: <laughs> well, that's not fairly true because uh, as soon as I get nervous, you will hear a lot of strange words coming from my mouth. So just get ready for that.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I, I can. I can do it. <laughs> Alright. So let's dive straight into the first question, which is who is Orte in a tweet? Um,
1: I must admit that I, I'm not using with her that much so I'm not familiar with these phrases actually but if I just had to shortly describe myself it would be Urta would be a volleyball addict stubborn dreamer and just an ordinary girl who is trying to appreciate every single day given to her on this earth
0: wow powerful (laughs) statement can you explain a bit more about stubborn dreamer
1: uh, yeah, because some things that I keep on dreaming for years now, even though they seem impossible, even seemed to me impossible before, and even though everyone else would think so, I still keep on dreaming and going after it. So I think that would be the main idea behind it.
0: Wow, so powerful. So, that, how did you first start beach volleyball?
1: Um, actually, by accident, uh, <laughs> I've been playing uh, indoor volleyball, or the classic one, for, uh, I guess, eight or nine years mm-hmm. before I touched the beach volleyball ball, um, and it was by accident because uh, my first partner ever just suggested me to go in to one tournament because her actual partner couldn't go, and... I don't know why I agreed because uh, back then I was I was not familiar with, with beach volleyball like at all, mm-hmm. and as a kid I I hated summers <laughs> and even though it it sounds really strange I couldn't get over it with the heat uh-huh.
0: and
1: being in in outside uh, during the summer was. Uh, Great disaster for me so my family couldn't understand why I agreed going to that beach volleyball tournament but I did Mm -hmm. and not not, not surprisingly it was a huge disaster actually (laughs) I just I was failing all over the place (laughs) and I don't know how but together with the same girl we agreed um, on playing beach volleyball next season uh, we tried again. Then, when we were like uh, 15 or 14 years old, we won national underage championship mm-hmm. uh, under under 16 with uh, uh, one year uh, older girls. Um, the same summer we played with even more, even more, uh, even older girls with under 18 championship. Mm-hmm. Um, we won bronze there. So wow. it's just. Kept on going yeah. that way. And once it starts spinning, you just can't stop it. It seems yeah. like yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, at what age did you make it to the Lithuanian national team?
1: Um, I've been playing in Lithuania national team uh, of indoor volleyball. So I became part of it. Like when I was fifteen, oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And then after a few years in indoor beach, uh, indoor national team, I moved to
0: beach volleyball mm. national team. <laughs> okay. so, uh, since you hated summer and you know the heat so much, how was the transition for you in the beginning? Uh,
1: very tough one actually. <laughs> yeah, the first, the first summer ever, uh, outside, it was just terrible because as a kid, um, what even though uh, Lithuania doesn't seem to be just such a warm place actually whatever was uh, above 20 degrees celsius was a death for me so imagine me now uh playing in cambodia (laughs) where there are like 35 degrees, and i'm fighting with that you know so the transition was actually really hard but just because i enjoyed the game so much i just got used to it
0: Mm, okay that's really cool that you, your passion for the game overcame your, your hate for the heat, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so actually, but yeah. a bit sad. Uh, I also want to mention that mm-hmm. the girl that took me by the hand, walked with me into the beach volleyball court, and told me that, look, that this is the game that you will be playing for the rest of your life. Uh, after like four or five seasons together, took a different path life and stopped playing. Oh. And I'm pretty sure she has no idea what a huge impact for my life she made. Mm-hmm. Because now Beach Volleyball is like a central figure in my life. Yeah. And she's, she's doing whole other things with her life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a bit in- interesting because she just, um, I don't know, switched my life in yeah. totally different direction well she is not related to it at all now
0: sometimes life just works in such weird ways right yeah <laughs> have you ever like you know tried to call her back
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah No, now she's like very happy with her life oh, okay. right now and we are still friends so that's okay it's just um it's just interesting how different we are now
0: mm-hmm. right so speaking about people or what inspires you the most throughout this journey?
1: Um, okay, there are like twofold uh, answer with that. Um, throughout the whole journey to keep on going with beach volleyball, uh, beach volleyball itself aspires me actually because I have never had another activity that I've been in love so much like like with the sport, actually, um, because I've tried uh, so many different activities. I've been dancing, singing, playing basketball, of course, because I'm a Lithuanian, <laughs> and we are supposed to do so. Um, aerobics, uh, drawing, uh, playing with a guitar, and so on. And mm, not a single activity just was that interesting for me, like uh, beach volleyball is. So the sport itself would be like Mm -hmm. number one thing and if we are talking about people so um, i couldn't do anything like that without my family and like five or six closest friends that uh, has been through with with me throughout all this journey and i'm so grateful for having them Uh, despite the victories or the harshest losses they are staying with me and just cheering for me to keep on going
0: Wow, that's so nice. So, are you the only one in your family who plays beach volleyball?
1: Yeah, my parents um are not that into sports. Oh. Well, my well, my mother was a handball player oh. and she was playing for the national team of Lithuania back back in the days. <laughs> um and she really wanted that I I would be a handball player myself, oh. but as we uh, as we moved to Konas uh, and there were no like uh, handball uh, coach that, that she would want me to uh, to work with So yeah, I just chose volleyball mm. Back then the classic volleyball And moved to
0: beach volleyball As I've mentioned before I see, yeah So how big is volleyball in Lithuania?
1: Oh, not that big at all, I must say mm. Well, uh, I'm glad that it, it is becoming way more popular because when i started playing beach volleyball it was just a a game to play at the seashore with your friend and that's it and now i see the the huge difference that is taking place in lithuania and how how many amateurs are interested in the game and i hope that from such a huge crowd of amateurs uh, in the end we will have some professional players as well.
0: Mm, so are you not fully professional yet, the fact that you're saying that?
1: Uh I'm trying to become one, I guess. Well if we are playing in the world tours maybe it it makes us so, but I get I think that we will still need some time to become an Olymp uh, uh, to become Olympians mm. and so on, to win the world tours and and so on. We just yeah, need some some more time, some uh, some people to be interested to some bigger finances because now the main financing goes into the main um, sport of Lithuania, so
0: which is basketball.
1: <laughs> yep, <laughs> unfortunately it is. But no, I'm glad because uh, as I've mentioned, way more people are interested and know about this more mm-hmm. than before. So that's a huge difference already.
0: Mm, okay, that's great to hear. So Urte, what has been your toughest challenge throughout your journey and what lesson did you learn from it?
1: Um well throughout the time there there were a lot of lessons and a lot of challenges to face. Because um uh, is uh when I consider that I've been playing volleyball for a bigger part of my life. Mm-hmm. If if combining indoor and beach volleyball I've been playing for like fifteen years. So it's a way bigger part of my life. And there of course there were so many uh different challenges to face. Um the harshest ones uh I think would be the injuries mm. that I had because it is so, um, so tough, not, not physically, but emotionally when you've been working so hard for so many months and so on, and you just suddenly with a second, you can't do anything with that. So yeah, injuries would be the top one (laughs) thing to, to face throughout this journey. Mm -hmm. Um, with it, together goes loss of motivation, I guess, because you need to be self-motivated for a huge part of the time while yeah. you're doing it. Um, and back in the days, uh, uh, cha- rotation of partners would be a huge uh, huge challenge for me oh. because when I was younger, I, I always thought that, change of a partner was like end of an era and <laughs> nothing would be the same as it was back then oh. Yeah, now I just think that it's just another step towards what you're becoming and what you're oh. doing and everything is fine with that but when you're like 15 or 16 yeah. years old you think that okay this is the end, should I stop doing that? why Why is it happening? Oh. so yeah, I used to um, uh, transit it very uh, hardly but now it's okay.
0: Oh, so the rotation of partners is arranged by the coach?
1: Uh, it depends. Uh, it used to be so uh, when we were uh, underage championships. we When we were playing underage championships, yeah, the rotation would be um, coordinated by the coach. But now, as we are like uh, adults, <laughs> uh, if I may say so. Um, so, yeah. It's, it probably depends on us because you can play basically you can play with whoever you want to play with
0: mm. so how roughly how many beach volleyball players are there in Lithuania you would say uh, sorry how many beach volleyball players are there in Lithuania
1: um competing on the world tours uh, there would be like six girls, I think, Mm -hmm. basically, yeah, the main ones, Uh, six or seven, and about the guys, it would be a similar number, actually, some of them are getting over their injuries, but I really hope that they will be back soon on the Mm -hmm. court, Um, but yeah, uh, up until 10, so, yeah, that's not many, (laughs) I must say.
0: But it's growing, right? You're like, you sit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And I think that if this number grows, like the, the ones that competes worldwide, I think that the major level of beach volleyball in Lithuania will just skyrocket mm-hmm. in a few years. Hopefully. I really hope so.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's going that way also. So speaking about competition, um, Ute, do you have any pre-competition routine?
1: um yeah i have some (laughs) actually uh, as soon as i wake up i need to make a short warm up as soon as i wake up before Mm. the breakfast showers and so on just to make my uh, prevention of some injuries and uh, mobility and so on Mm -hmm. uh, or just to earn breakfast (laughs) so then i go take a shower eat breakfast I'd rather uh, skip dinner, but I would never skip breakfast <laughs> before the tournament. Yeah, it's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would drink a couple of cups of uh, coffee. Then, of course, I need to listen some good songs. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, warm up without any music is. I could not understand this. It couldn't exist at all. Um, So yeah, uh, I spend about half an hour just to be with myself, to be with my own thoughts, um, listening to music. If I'm super stressful and I have so many thoughts going on my head, I usually write them down Mm. to just take them off and ease the mind to get ready for the game. And... Then I start the normal warm-up that uh, also, I'm, I'm used to long warm-ups before the game. So, and yeah, after that, I'm so ready to
0: play. Bond ready. <laughs> <laughs> not, not. <laughs> right, right. So, during competition, let's say you're in a tight situation, the score is very close. Uh, what techniques uh, do you use to calm yourself down?
1: Well, actually, I'm still learning that mm-hmm. uh, because that's not so easy as it may sound.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but what I'm practicing actually is self-talk, even if out loud or in my mind. Mm-hmm. But it really helps to see the situation from the side or talking to your partner. If you are on the court, just to feel that you're not alone in that, in that situation really helps you. So just keep talking with your partner and saying out loud what's wrong or how you're feeling. Uh, For me, that works. And actually, if you're having like a few seconds uh, free, what actually uh, helped me through a lot. So just taking back, uh, just taking a step back and trying to see the whole situation from the side Mm.
0: and
1: just trying to see a bigger picture makes you understand that that situation is not that complicated or shouldn't be successful. It's just a game you're playing and you can win as and you want to win as much as the other girls standing on the other court. So seeing that bigger picture just eases your mind because there's nothing to worry about actually, but of course, when you're on the court, you're so damn into the game and you're so stressed at that, at that moment, so yeah, you need just to breathe out, take a step back and see the situation from the side.
0: Wow, okay, so you said about speaking to your partner, right? So. Um... But in that case, you need to have a very supportive partner. Then what if your partner is like, uh, shuts you down or, like, you know, doesn't want to bring you up? So, what happens?
1: <laughs> so, uh, as I've mentioned, there's self talk. Mm-hmm. If you have no one to talk uh, with, that's okay to talk with yourself. I think people should practice that more often because sometimes people are left alone in very different situations so that's okay to just loudly speak out your mind, uh, your thoughts oh. and you will see how just leaving you and you'll be hopefully you'll be better
0: then okay so self talk or speaking to your partner or just taking yourself out of the situation and looking yeah. at the bigger picture right right the that's last so one cool. works Mm, yeah. Okay, uh, I will need to try that next time. <laughs> <I> haven't <laughs> been competing in a long, long time. <laughs> right, so um, Urte, I'm curious to know how is your training or daily schedule like now as a beach volleyball player in Lithuania? Well, um,
1: that's been changing a lot throughout, mm-hmm. the, throughout the years yeah. and throughout the pandemic of course. Um, actually the ideal uh, ideal uh, sh- schedule would be uh, morning training uh, then going back home for a short break uh lunch having lunch uh, having such um uh, time out to just relieve your body and so on then going to your uh, evening training and i'm i used to coach people so after the second training i would uh, would stay at the indoor facility to coach other groups mm-hmm. um also during the pandemic uh, was the whole different situation as um, trainings were uh, not allowed yeah so uh, i've been using my uh university degree and i was working uh, as a, not as a coach but as a um, disinformation analyst oh. because i've been studying Uh, things related to that so yeah it helped me a lot throughout the pandemic but uh, now i hope so that i'll be uh, okay to go back to my coaching stuff and training training and preparing for tournaments myself
0: yeah so so you uh, from what i understand is that now it's still not really back to the normal schedule yet
1: Mm. not really i the normal schedule, uh, I guess, would be uh, after the summer season. Oh. Since so, yeah, as September starts and we okay. are going back to indoor facilities, oh. then uh, usually I coach
0: uh, there. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Alright. So, Urte, what are some of your best moments or memories throughout your whole volleyball journey?
1: That's actually one of the toughest questions. <laughs> To, like choose one or or several out of those, um, but in general, uh, numerous journeys, friends I made uh, throughout the, the whole journey, um, victories I achieved, mm-hmm. uh, discipline I got out of beach volleyball. Yeah, well, it it sums up the whole uh, whole years of of doing that. I'm pretty sure that without Volleyball, I wouldn't be able to visit such exotic and Mm. different countries of the world, even half of it I wouldn't be able to see and now I I travel all around the world and I'm so grateful for that and I I'm pretty sure that's not over and after the pandemic I'll be able to uh, To continue doing that Mm -hmm. also most of my friends are somehow related to beach or or classic volleyball so i owe volleyball for my uh, friends uh, circle most of, yeah, yeah most of them are related to sports in some way um and of course the victories and the feelings that you that you got after winning or even after losing uh but playing on the court is just just the biggest things i'm getting from sport actually
0: yeah that's so true it's just so much fun in this sport you get you get to travel you get to meet people you get to compete like all in one so you got a job
1: on the podcast yeah exactly like
0: i can use this as an excuse to speak to players (laughs) no just kidding but rute what's your absolute favorite country that you've been to on tour
1: Actually, I would ha- emphasize Australia. Oh, okay. I loved it. Even though I was there for a very short time, mm-hmm. in general for a week, I guess. And I'm pretty sure it requires way more time to, to travel around. But I really love the country, the, the places we've seen, the people we met there. I, if I now would need to choose where to live right now, I probably would go the straight.
0: <laughs> nice. Which part did you go to that time?
1: Uh, around Sydney the oh. competition was Sydney and we were lucky to have some Lithuanian friends and they were uh, able to travel with us around Sydney. so yeah, we really loved that trip. <laughs> Even though we lost in the competition, the trip in general was like. <laughs>
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I hope we can all travel again soon. <laughs> yeah. So um, Urte, what are the hopes for the future of your career?
1: Um. Actually, I'm still bravely dreaming about becoming an Olympian, and I'm pretty sure. As I as I mentioned, I'm stubborn dreamer. Yeah. Pretty sure, and I'm really hoping that. Someday it will be true, it will become true. Also, I really want to make a living totally out of beach volleyball and Mm -hmm. not consider any other uh, side activities to to take. Mm -hmm. Um, But most of of all, I just really want to play on the highest level uh, in the world for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm looking at Gary Walsh and I, I. I can't understand how how greatly she's prepared for at her age, yeah. with the children growing, um, and she's still performing at her very best. Yeah. So I think it's just as a goal. I also want to play beach volleyball at that mm-hmm. superior level as long as possible.
0: Wow. So as for now, what has been your greatest accomplishment?
1: Uh, we have won some medals uh, in European tours uh, of CIV mm. um, So I think that would be if considering only uh, Adult uh, women the beach volleyball. So yeah, European tours of CIV Federation uh, Would be it. Yeah,
0: that's nice. So um looking at your platform and how do you use it to grow beach volleyball in Lithuania? Uh, you mean Instagram? Yeah,
1: right? Like uh, some
0: kind of yeah, like, you know, basically you as a beach volleyball player, maybe your social media presence, or, you know, maybe your coaching, how, how do you do it? Uh, considering social platforms, I, I
1: wasn't at huge fan of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I went into a, a public account not that long ago, oh. just like two years
0: ago. Okay.
1: because I used to think that uh, such platforms are, I'm not, I wasn't interested in yeah. them, but with that time I just uh, figured it out, or I'm still trying to figure it out, how to be true to yourself, but mm. be on social media, mm. I think that's very important, and I don't want to lose that uh, that yeah. thing, so as long as I will be able to be the real person and be on social media, that's okay, mm. <laughs> so uh, now um, uh, step by step I'm trying to involve people of seeing how, how daily routines and daily lives of people who are actively playing beach volleyball and professionally playing beach volleyball uh, looks like mm-hmm. just to know how it seems from the side mm-hmm. and and while coaching I just really uh, really wanted that people who are playing beach volleyball would love the game they wouldn't uh, run after the uh, achievements mm-hmm. or so on that that much but would enjoy the whole process of beach volleyball, of meeting people in the court, of playing the game itself. So I, w- I would say that uh, as long as people are uh, are admiring the sport itself, it will be gr- it will be growing in Lithuania, and social platforms or podcasts about volleyball will help
0: to do that yeah and speaking about that right like i see your uh, stories and all that i can really feel your passion for the sport you know i can really feel how much you love it and how much it means to you and i'm sure that um, affects the people around you and you know other lithuanian players who look up to you as well
1: Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. someday.
0: <laughs> and also speaking about social media, like I understand what you mean, like you're not such a fan of social media last time, but then you want to stay true to yourself on this platform. Yeah. And I think just yesterday I was speaking to another Singaporean player. So he was talking about how social media is a platform for us uh, beach volleyball players to gain um, like attention and, you know, we can get sponsorship deals. So I think that's important for yeah. us also. so. Especially for our sport, <laughs> even though it might not be like the most fun thing, <laughs> or right, but it's important for like our career.
1: Yeah, it was one of the reasons just to be visible for the world. Mm-hmm. That to get sponsors throughout yeah. the time and to seek for yeah for some some help to just to be able to continue doing what you're doing. Yeah, one of the main reasons that I'm. I'm trying to do something with uh, my social platforms.
0: Yeah. So, Ute, besides beach volleyball, what else do you like to do?
1: Um, actually, beach volleyball takes a huge part of my, <laughs> not, not only of my life, but uh, of every daily routine. Mm-hmm. But, I really miss my friends. <laughs> so, I really love spending time with them as as soon as I have a spare minute, mm. um, I'm really interested in comedy uh, culture, so I'm trying to go to stand-ups and other performances, and I'm really happy that this culture is growing in Lithuania as well, uh, I mean, as well as Beach Volleyball is growing Lithuania, uh, I love reading books, I love traveling, and it was a huge disaster that throughout the pandemic it Mm. was not allowed to travel so but that's okay traveling around lithuania as i've as i've said before that there are so many
0: great places to
1: visit in in our country so yeah i'm not really interested in staying at home for um, for (laughs) a long time yeah going around the city is fine for me um i love uh, going to live concerts Mm. and i miss them so much uh (laughs) Uh, during the pandemic um, I'm learning a new language oh. uh, yeah I really want to talk uh, fluently in German even though I'm not uh, I'm not desperately need this language because I don't know where I will uh, use it properly <laughs> but I really love how it sounds and that's why I want to learn it and I'm spending a lot of time um, uh, investing in self growth. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading books about it, uh, listening to different podcasts, and so on. So that would be it maybe
0: nice. Do you can't speak Deutsch? <laughs> uh, I envision. At was, was. Nice. Wow, your your life sounds really interesting and comedy. Yeah, i I mean, I'm still stuck in a lockdown, but I've been watching so many YouTube videos about comedy. <laughs> so it yeah, just I makes me so like happy. It so well. <laughs> yeah. So Urte, what do you think your strengths are, both as a person and an athlete?
1: Um. One of them, I think, is stubbornness, <laughs> and maybe it might seem not uh, such a great uh, uh, character, characteristic as a person, but I think that helps a lot uh, in my sports career, because I I've, I've faced so many signs that I should stop playing volleyball, and the injuries I got throughout, mm. the, throughout the whole career, but... Uh, thanks to my stubbornness, I just kept on going and going, and I will keep on that. So I would, yeah, I would emphasize this feature. Um, also, discipline and consistency. It also really recalls with the with the stubbornness, I guess. Mm-hmm. It just helps uh, to get over the toughest times and just to keep on moving. And. And I would say devotion. It mm. goes both for sports and for uh, personal life, mm-hmm. because I could sacrifice like everything I have for my family and closest friends, mm. and I would I could do very same for beach volleyball.
0: Wow! Yeah, and like you said, people often <laughs> think that stubbornness is a. Uh negative trait but the way you put it and the way you apply it in your life it's definitely yeah. not a negative trait <laughs> yeah that's what i meant yeah
1: thank god you
0: understand myself. yeah so urteh knowing what you know now what advice would you give to your younger self
1: um, that's a good question even though i'm not feeling that
0: old yet <laughs> no we're still young <laughs>
1: I would say that uh, for my younger self, I would say that all those great tra- tragedies that you feel like uh, surviving back then, they they won't matter after a few years, and you shouldn't worry about that much as I used to. Okay. Um, I would suggest. St- uh, saving my nerve cells because they are priceless and they are not worth it worrying that much. So, yeah, that would be the, the biggest uh, advice I would give to myself.
0: Okay, it's interesting. Why, why would you say that? Do you used to worry a lot when you were younger?
1: Yeah, yeah. Every single, every little tiny thing that would go out of my path mm. and not according to the scenario I had in my mind, mm. it would just go into my mind and what the hell? What I should I do? <laughs> Why is it happening? Yeah, I'm still, I'm very uh, like, like a stressful person, but I'm, I'm coping with that and I'm, as I've mentioned before, that taking step back and seeing a bigger mm. picture, we have. So, I can say, less things to worry about that we think we have. And most of them are not worth it. Mm. So, I would really suggest just taking a chill pill and just relaxing
0: a bit. Okay, so I want to ask how you apply it in your life now. So, let's say now in your life, something very stressful happens. So, how do you cope with that?
1: Yeah, the very first reaction is the same. I got super stressful, and I I think that it will be, the end is near, you know? Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) So near. But as I I said before, just taking, breathing out and taking a few seconds to reconsider the the difficulty of the whole situation. Is there, are there actually no, uh, like, no options to deal with it, and probably there are options and there are many of those but because you are so stressing about it you can't see them so just taking some time and trying to get out of the problem you're facing well most of the time it works there are not many things in life that you that you can't get rid of i guess i hope so
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that that is so true like yeah, <laughs> because I'm also someone who always stresses about little, little things. And I'm also trying yeah. to learn how to not be so stressed and anxious about these things that don't even matter, like in the big picture, right? So hearing that from it's you... It's so yeah, hard. It's really... It's really hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You need to
1: overcome yourself, you know, because your initial reaction is just to to got super nervous about it and (laughs) you need to somehow change the path of going and there is I don't remember who said it but there's a saying that if you if you face a problem uh, think about uh, think about if it will still matter after five years Mm. and if not is it not worth uh, worrying about yeah and it actually makes Sometimes it won't even take five years long. Yeah. It will take like two months and yeah. you will forget about it. But The first uh, reaction will be super, super much uh, nervous.
0: Mm, thanks for sharing that tip. Yeah, and I think reading and listening also helps a lot in this kind of things also. <laughs> yeah. Right, with this, so... I don't know why is it so fast, but we have reached our last question. <laughs> it didn't... It, it, yeah, it's okay. so fast. I, it didn't feel like we spoke for 45 minutes already. So it's a question that I asked all of my guests at the end of the podcast, which is, that if you could put a message on the moon for 7.2 billion people in the world to see, what would it be and why? Okay... Sorry, I can't hear you. Okay, yeah, My now I can hear. My
1: battery is running down. Um, how much space we How much space on the moon we have to write
0: on? This? The moon is quite big. We <laughs> can put quite a lot of words there.
1: Okay. So So in a bit big letters, I would uh, I would write um first of all, uh, laugh more. even though if it's from yourself, we just desperately need to laugh more and to learn laughing from our problems. So laugh more, worry less, and just enjoy the journey you're in because you have no idea how how short it may be and how fastly it may end. And it won't it doesn't just apply to the beach volleyball journey, but the journey we're having on this earth. So mm. that would be the main three things that I would like share with the whole
0: world (laughs) yeah it's very very good words laugh more worry less and just enjoy your journey yeah
1: i've i've survived yeah like i got into like 13 car accidents throughout my life
0: and one three
1: super uh, 13 yeah
0: oh my god and uh,
1: even though none of them was my fault for the driver uh, driver's fault that I've been in a car with mm-hmm. none of them but anyway I, what I was about to say is that we have actually no idea how fragile we yeah. are and we should take some time to reconsider it and not keep on thinking about all the time but even in once in a while we think about that we actually should appreciate the little things way more than we use than we do in a daily basis so that's why the message mm. on the moon would be related to that
0: coming from someone who survived 13 accidents I'm taking your <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy oh my god
1: yeah most of them were not that tragic but some of them were uh, kind of serious and um, yeah after some of them, you really reconsider what you're doing and that you should do what you actually enjoy doing because life is too short to be wasting time for negative people or for activities you're not interested in.
0: Wow. Uh, <laughs> just dropping the golden nuggets. <laughs> right, so is there anything else you'd like to share there that I haven't covered yet or anything? Um, first
1: of all, it really just, it seems like we were talking for five minutes.
0: I know, right?
1: (laughs) I honestly saying that, but actually I'm really glad that you wrote me and that we are having this conversation and I'm overcoming another my fear that's speaking in English on like, uh, Uh, without any preparation so yeah thanks for
0: that yeah you're welcome yeah so like I said you know I, I was really um uh touched so not touched but like I was so affected by your passion on Instagram when I see your stories you know about how much you love the sport and everything so I just decided to drop your message and also because like I never really heard about Lithuania before so I was like Oh, that's really interesting. Like, what, what does a, uh, how is a, a uh, Lithuanian player like? And it's really interesting. Uh, from what I hear from you, and yeah, about your English. Oh my God, stop, <laughs> stop saying that your English is not good. It's so good. <laughs> and if it helps, I love the accent. Uh,
1: the funny thing is that we don't even think that we have an accent. You know? Yeah, We're of just
0: course. Not, we are trying to so, stop. Yeah. <laughs> right okay thank you so much Ute, for today for your time and you have a competition tomorrow right you said or is it next week uh,
1: next week yeah next week. we're
0: leaving yeah. all the best for that and I hope we get to meet each other on world tour one day
1: <laughs> yeah hopefully thank you so much for having me yeah such a fun
0: time. thank you thank you take care stay safe bye bye thanks for so watching and- guys Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Bye-bye.